Welcome to In This New Season, where we're learning this life again and again. Today's episode is all about quitting and how when we quit something, it does not mean we have given up. And you guys are going to hear some feelings today. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big topic. It's a big topic. topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like the word quitting, I know uh, I've heard about this on some other podcasts in recent months and just thinking about it a lot around like, what do we mean when we say quitting and what does that word even suggest to us when we hear it? Because it is definitely associated with all sorts of, of different things, like whether it's quitting a bad habit or quitting a job or just like not being able to stick with something and then having more of a negative association. But in my own life, when I think about quitting, I like the first thought I had was the biggest decision that I made around that was leaving teaching. It was the decision to sort of change gears or get off a path that I had worked for a really long time to get on. And so I had, you know, gone to school for it and then moved to the U.S. and done more school there and then had a teaching job in L.A. in sort of my dream school doing what I thought I had worked my whole education to be able to do. And then I was doing it for a couple of years and loved it, but it just didn't feel... It's I sort of had this feeling of like, and now what? Like, I just mm. didn't feel... It's just like a deep feeling inside of me that said, you're using some of yourself, but you have more in you that that you could be using. And as much as you love this, you're not ever going to be able to access a lot of the pieces that you have to offer through this avenue. Um, But it was terrifying, the idea of leaving. I mean, one, I'm very much like a rule-abiding, you know, check off all the things on the list, follow the steps. I've just, I had done that my entire life. So this idea of being like, I think I'm just going to quit, like, for nothing. Like, I have no other plan. I'm just leaving. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Leaving my beautiful job. Oh, the one I love? That's right. Yep. Why? Well, it's a feeling. And I feel like I can explain a lot of my decisions that way. Well, it's a feeling. Yeah, so you're not going to another, like, promising Option? Nope. No, <laughs> no. Just going to be just taking a year actually to not work. Um, I'm going to teach private piano lessons. Haven't you been teaching private piano lessons since you were 12? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So you you have three degrees. You just graduated from Harvard and you are going to do the job that you've been doing since you were 12. So are you okay? That was like, there was like a lot of genuine concern of like, so we call this a quarter life crisis, like some hushed discussions around that. And um, and I, for all I know, a lot of that was in my head. Or maybe it wasn't. Like, maybe it was even more than I know. But I just I just felt like I needed to, to press pause. And I embarked on what I, of course, had to label and blog about. <laughs> so my <laughs> unplanned year and structured it quite a bit. But it was the idea that I just wanted to take a whole year you know, leaving teaching meant giving up my visa, like my U.S. visa, which was no easy feat to get. It required the school petitioning on my behalf. There was a lottery involved. They had to pay a lot of money. It was it was a really hard choice. And I wanted, I just, I just was scared, but I was more scared of what would happen if I didn't try. Just like letting myself, almost letting the dust settle. Like I felt like I was a, 
a snow globe, you know, shook, shooken up all the time. And I just had no, I, I felt like there was something there if I let it settle, but I just, my life couldn't slow down enough to let it settle. And I needed to make like a bigger shift. And I thought if I just keep doing this, I'm going to get even more like stuck in teaching. It's going to be that much harder to leave. I'm going to be that much more invested. You know, you climb your way up the salary thing and then you feel like you're, you're walking away from more and more and more. And, um, I just had a feeling like if I started having kids, this was pre-kids when I made this choice. If I started having kids and have people relying on me, it was going to be it was going to be really difficult to make a choice like this because I would feel like my life was built around the security of the job. Now, on the other side of it, I think a lot of those fears were in my head. Like there's absolutely scenarios where people do not have this like there, there was an absolute privilege to be able to have this choice. A lot of it had to do with living in Los Angeles, teaching people who lived in Bel Air and having all of them come to my apartment for private piano lessons at an, a generous rate that was um, that allowed me to maintain my salary but work eight hours a week. So I do, I, I, I do agree. That. I do agree that there's privilege there, but I also think you you also worked really, really hard to get to that state. So you know. Thanks. You got to give yourself a little It's bit just, yeah, the life design energy. thing. It's like there's such language out there around, um, you know, it's like being able to walk the line of like, in what way are, do we have an in, internal locus of control, like where we can absolutely change the, the circumstances of our life and in what places is there an external locus of control, but sometimes that's in our mind and sometimes it is like a societal actual limitation. And I think gets tricky sometimes for us to navigate that even in how we talk about other people and I just try and be wary of how I talk about it but in my own case a lot of it was I could literally make some big changes but I was really really scared to it's not like I knew it was going to work out and I definitely had this feeling like I'm on a train and if I get off the train I'm not going to be able to get back on the train that was this that was the biggest feeling I had it's like if I leave this how will I get back I'll be I'll be I'll be rusty I'll be out of touch <laughs> And the biggest shift that happened the, the most quickly was as soon as I left, I found that laughable. Like, it was so quick that I was like, huh, I just go back. <laughs> I just apply again. I just, I'm, I'm still able to teach. Like, it just, it felt like it was such a giant risk or a leap or something. And in reality, when I made it, it just felt like I just sort of more like sidestepped an inch, like as opposed to what I thought I was making this like gigantic departure. It did fundamentally, that inch changed my life and like made me so much happier and felt like I just feel way more like I'm doing what I should be doing, like like way more connected to my life. And it was a, the best risk, but it, it it felt a lot bigger. And then when it actually happened, it didn't feel quite as risky. Because I realized too that, like, when I did the math, I'm like, what is my worst case scenario here? Because in my brain, I thought, you make a change like this, one wrong move, you're homeless. Like, it, it, it felt like a really fast trajectory from you have the secure life to, you know, you'll be completely, completely destitute. Un- yeah, destitute. Like, it really my, did feel like my that. My therapist calls that catastrophizing. Right. But I do it all the time. <laughs> exactly. Catastrophizing. When, when she gave me the name, I was like, oh. Oh, this feels good to have it like called something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then and then when I looked at like, well, how much would have to happen before um 
before that, like before the worst case scenario, what's the distance? Like what would, what path would I have to go down and how many early warning signs might I have before (laughs) things were completely irreversible or whatever my actual fear was. So yeah, so it was, it was quitting teaching without a, without a clear step of what I was going to do next and just trying to make space to let that answer come from inside of me. Cause I felt like a lot of what I was doing was coming from outside of me. And I was quite like a lot of my identity was very tied to achievement and feeling like I was doing a good job at stuff other people were measuring. And I just, I just wanted to, I felt I was always, always so busy. And I, my whole life, like even when I was in junior high, high school, I had meeting, meeting, meetings, like so many activities, all, all self-imposed. Like I just felt like I wanted, I had so many things I cared so much about. I don't even want to change. Like, I'm glad I did all those things. They made me who I am. It's just that I had done it all for so long. I had worked at such a pace for so long that I didn't really know what would happen if I just made more space. And I was really thinking a lot about like, what happens when I slow down? And like, do I even like spending time with myself? Do I even know what that means? What happens when I have a baby and there's all this stillness and quietness all of a sudden and you're just with your thoughts? Like, am I going to, do I have any experience with sitting with that? What happens when I retire and, and, all of a sudden I have, am I going to be miserable? Like I just wanted to deal with that at 25. (laughs) So maybe it's just a a bit of my over planning brain really shining through at that point. (laughs) But it was just like, I just wanted to know how, if I stop filling my life up with busyness, which I think is a shield preventing me from knowing myself, what would happen if I took that shield away and had to just get to know myself and it will be perceived maybe as failure because I think there were people who thought I maybe she just can't cut it as a teacher or all these things that that made me stressed or she can't work for other people or she, you know she's not good with authority or like I don't know those types of fears were in my mind and almost stopped me but it just they I just couldn't I was more scared of not not listening to that little tiny voice that got louder and louder the longer the year went on and the more I just recalibrated myself and slowed down and got used to a new pace and really could handle doing less things in a day but but be more intentional with what those things were and just be in that space with my own company and figure out the difference between being alone and being lonely and oh, yeah that's a, I like that the difference between being alone and being lonely mm-hmm. I think we could all kind of examine mm-hmm. what that means for us. Mm. It was a lot about trying to not control other people's perceptions of what I was going through or the choice I was making. That's so hard. Which you never know how much of it is fictitious, right? Like it's like, are people perceiving, like I I just, and to this day, I still don't, I find it, I find, like I have had people ask me moving back here, like, so do you ever think you'll go back to teaching or, you know, I heard there's some teaching jobs. Like maybe you want to do a bit of that on the side. I like, like, it's almost <laughs> like people have know how to, how to um, like quantify teaching or mm-hmm. they can conceptualize teaching as like a real career. They understand. And, yeah. Where it's like the, what I've created is, is like not, doesn't fit into that mold but it feels so right for me. But it's like internally, it's like I've designed for myself with my own, um, 
like for example, the I work on purpose. I have like twelve client hours a week. People are like, do you think you'd ever want to not be like part time? Like, do you, do you, there's maybe you could build up, advertise, get more clients. I'm like, no, no, like that, that, no. This is how I, this is where I, I designed this. Like, I that is full for me. Like, that's exactly how I want it to be because I I designed it backwards, not just with this assumption that more is better. But yeah, and your and the people you work with actually get more out of you that way. I think like I, can, you I can give. I can up, be more. Yeah. Yeah. If you loaded yourself up, I feel like that would be so draining. Mm-hmm. That, like, how how are you going to be that present for every person if yeah. your entire day is full? And how will it be sustainable in the long term to yeah. do this kind of uh, compassionate work without experiencing burnout? If I'm not actively practicing doing the things that keep me feeling, um, you know, taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my, that's like my top experience of quitting something. And even if it seemed like giving up, because maybe it was, maybe I was giving up teaching, but it was to make room for the possibility of something else. And and I'm really glad that I took that leap because like what emerged ended up just being a much more like a truer version of life for me. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) You can tell I'm really I'm really taking this in, you guys. I um, Yeah, all of this hits home really closely for me. So um, I'm not exactly sure when this episode is launching, but when we're recording it is two days after I signed my business over. I sold it. I'm very excited about I'm it. So I think it's excited. I'm very excited. It's a little bit sad. I've worked on this for nine years. And been in business for seven. And I'm only 32. So, like, that's a that's a pretty big chunk mm-hmm. of my life for this business. And because the business was so much of me, like, I, I was the face of the business. I was the voice of the business. It was me. So to sell it feels like, well, who am I now? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me. That was me that I built this version of me mm-hmm. that I thought looked good on paper, you know? Mm-hmm. And now she's gone. She's leaving the building. Who's left? Like, who's left in this mm-hmm. house? Um, I'm really excited about it. I the bi- <laughs> I have thought about this for a few years. And it was this little thought in the back of my head for the last couple of years that kept coming up because I do run myself to a point of burnout. Often. I've been told this often. My partner tells me to slow down. My doctors tell me to slow down. It's it's that concept is I love the idea of it. I read all the books, I do all the things. To actually do it in real life and physical form, I find that just so hard. But it 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 just it kept being a thought. And then I got pregnant. And the pandemic was happening. So, you know, things were harder to order. And everything, there just seemed to be, like, more barriers and more barriers. However, on the flip side, my business was the most profitable it's ever been. It was doing so well. It has just kept growing every year. And I've gotten to a point where I have a, I have the choice. I can either grow it even more, but also I'll need to work more to, to do that. or I can choose myself 
and like my sanity almost in, you know, to step away. Now, I'm going to have the caveat that I am very privileged. I have a full-time, very stable job. I'm also very privileged in the fact that I actually really like my job. This is the first job, not the first job that I've liked, but this is the first job that I really feel like I'm making a difference. My team is like there with me. It, It just feels good. I feel like I'm in the right spot. I landed somewhere really good. And I don't really need my business to give me what I felt like I was missing in another job. But um, there's just so much to unpack on this one. But yeah, I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it, a little thought. And then I thought, okay, well, during my, after I gave birth, I had to take, I had to shut my business down for six months while I was on mat leave. And my customers were so amazing. They were so amazing. My wholesale customers, my retail customers, everyone was like, it's cool. Take your time. Do what you need to do. We're here for you when you get back. And that felt so beautiful that they gave me that permission because I, not that I needed someone's permission, but I needed that permission. From, mm-hmm. Like I needed to hear it from someone else that was not me, that it was okay to take the step back. And when I jumped back in, I love my customers. I love the conversations I've had with people. I've loved all the connections I've gotten to make. But I wasn't loving who I was with all the stuff stacked up. And my idea of importance, of self-importance maybe has changed. And I, a lot of that I think has to do with my son. I'm not getting the validation that I was getting from doing such a good job and growing this business. I didn't really care about it anymore because <laughs> my time seemed a lot more, like the concept of it seemed more tangible to me. It was like, okay, I can work all day. That's fine. And, you know, then I can work at night. So I'm either taking time away from myself, time away from spending with my son, time away from spending with Robert, my husband, and like I can do it. I can, I've done it, it's successful, but I just don't think I wanted to do it anymore. And that's when I was like, maybe I'll just list it. Maybe I'll just see what happens. And it worked out so well. The woman that bought it is just a beautiful soul and she's going to do such incredible things with it. But letting it go, I've been so excited about it and thought of this as such a great fresh chapter. And I'm I'm going to get very honest on here. I didn't have this in my notes. (laughs) But if I'm going to be really honest, when I announced, and I was like so excited about the announcement, and I felt really, I feel so confident in my decision. The feedback I got from customers has been so beautiful. um, And from a lot of friends have been really beautiful. And then there's this other sector of friends that have just been really silent about it or some people that have said like oh well you should still be proud and I'm like well I am I I made a profitable business I sold it and now I'm giving myself the still you should still you should still just you should be you should be proud whereas before like I was proud Mm -hmm. I am very proud this is a of course, you should what an be accomplishment. Proud, period. Yeah, yeah, I built a successful it. business, and even if the business had failed, but the should still be proud suggests yeah. like 
Like I failed. Right. Like I you, gave oh, up. Oh, well, you, you know, but you should still be proud of what you did. Yeah. Even though, like, yes. I see what you mean about the still. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that is like, it's like. Pushing on that pushing. shame mm-hmm. trigger in you that yes. feels like, did I give up? Did I, did, because you're trying to undo that conditioning that thinks that, that that's what, that failing has anything to do with this. Yeah. When it's an intentional choice. When it's an intentional choice and like on paper, a, a very smart one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I, I wasn't just like, well, I'm going to give it away, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm going to. selling it, you're making yeah. great financial gains. You're, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Doing all those things, but the, yeah, the curiosity from some people instead of like genuine excitement was something I just wasn't really expecting. And, and, and I know that my importance isn't tied to that. However, I've fallen into this trap my whole life. The more things that look good, like that give that ego boost, the busier I am, the title that I have in a job, whatever, makes me feel important. And I, and I know, societally, people think that's important. So I really liked being known as someone who had a successful business. When I worked and traveled all over the States, I loved people knowing that I did that. It was miserably exhausting. I didn't enjoy my time, but everyone thought it was very important. And so I tied, you know, I tied a lot to that. And when I worked on a political campaign, same thing. Like, this is different because I actually loved what I was working on. But at the same time, it's that that, that busyness. I don't want that to be what my, like, mark on the world. Like, yeah, that Alyssa, she was always really busy. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not sure why that was like, that's, mm-hmm. that's not the statement I want to make to the world that I'm super busy and really stressed out all the time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense. We are I don't want really Eli to letting see that, that go. Exactly. Like for a long time, busyness was seen as such a status symbol, and I really feel that we've made we're making big shifts and have been making big shifts away from that culture of just like busyness for the sake of it or productivity for the sake yeah. of it, and letting letting that that hustle culture mentality, like realizing how toxic toxic it is and damaging it is, and yeah, exactly for yeah. the modeling for our kids. It's like what yeah. what is it what is it that we're trying to teach them. Yeah, and what was I trying to achieve? Like, I mm-hmm. achieved what I dreamt of with my yeah. business. I, I, You know, I got to do this, and I made the connections, and I, you know, I got some really amazing things that I could check off. Like, I was guest on a podcast, and I was, you know, my stuff was in the Globe and Mail. Like, all these things that, like, wow, that felt really great to me. Well, I did them. I can still be proud of them and be like, it happened. it's also mm-hmm. time to let it go, because I, I just don't feel the need to to chase those things anymore. And I was feeling so good about it until the still I comment. Okay to, I mean, <laughs> to feel good about those things because those at the time felt, you know, we're, we are only where we have, like we are where we are. And so yeah. in those moments, those things may have felt really great. And yeah. there will always be things you can be proud of. Yeah. And, and I and I felt really proud of the sale of the business. And yeah. Until right. that, you still, that little comment. You can still be proud of the sale of the business despite the comment. Because I know. Like ultimately, we that's what it comes down to is redefining our own measures of like, this is what I makes me proud, even if other people don't understand it. Can I let go of the need to be understood? Yeah. Can I let go of the need to be 
admired. Because yeah. I think I've confused for historically for a long time sought admiration more than more yeah, than anything me else. Too. I I liked I you know, it feels good to mm-hmm. be admired to to do something. And it you know, I think everybody feels that way, but I think for me right now as I'm in a really interesting place where I am redefining that. I haven't defined it. I'm I'm giving my yeah, space in it. to actually redefine it mm-hmm. and I deserve that space. 100%. Which is, you know, that's the choice I had to make. Like do I deserve the space to do that yeah. or no? And the choice I made was yes for myself. And I think I've talked about it a little bit for the last couple of years and like I do read all the books. I you know, I try all the things. I want to get better with this that and the other thing. And and maybe I should just coast, you know, mm-hmm. get rid of hustle culture. Let's start coast culture. <laughs> like, let's mm-hmm. just, can I just coast for a little bit and I don't need to be reaching new heights on something and that can be my success that like I can just the, be content you, in that? What is it? It's you're the, you're cocooning. Like it's, yeah. I think of it as like that year, my unplanned year was my cocooning because it was, it was the in-between and it was hard and uncomfortable and messy and confusing. And I just wanted to be like, now I have a clearly defined next step. And it just, I had to be in it for a long time. It was probably eight months or something before it started to emerge. Like the answer started, I started to be able to hear them and I had to do a a lot of experiences to try and like understand my own edges and stuff and just like go let myself sit in that and not rush it and just and just let it be uncertain because what we're trying to hear is not something that is easy to hear. Yeah. And it just takes time for it to even for it to even know how to listen. Yeah. 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 I think that's a a win. You yeah. know what I mean? Like quitting isn't a failure. Quitting can sometimes mean you're actually winning in another part. You know, in another mm-hmm. section of your life. That's, you know, this is me choosing myself is a win that I have actually needed <laughs> for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that I'll be better off, but I've gotten, you know, what are you going to do next? Like, I am excited for this next chapter to see what's, you know, I want to give myself some space to be creative and, you know, have hobbies. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I haven't had a hobby in mm-hmm. a while, it feels like. Um, create space and just not have to fill it up. Yeah, just that recalibrating is hard. Like figuring out how to change our own internal thermometer to a lower speed. Yeah, is is, um. I my goal is to sit on the couch with Rob at the end of the day and not think, "Well, I really should be doing something else." Mm -hmm. Because that's every night when I sit down, I think, "Oh, geez, I really I should get some stuff done." (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I I I actually don't need to. (laughs) I need to really I need to sit in that. I need to just like let myself sit and. I did enough for today, and this is exactly and where I should be. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the customers I'm a business kind of deserve more than I was wanting to continue to give. And I, and I think that's, I, yeah. We're, we're allowed to change our mind. Like That's a thing. We are allowed to change our mind. Yeah. It's funny because now, you know, I, I think the girl boss era is like— right around our ages so mm-hmm. we, that was really heavily pushed and everyone wants to be their own boss and there is so many beautiful things that comes with that but it's also like totally okay if you're happy with your government job mm-hmm. you know like if mm-hmm. 
if you're happy in that, yep. you don't actually need to do those other things just because you saw it on Definitely TV not. or Instagram yeah, that's certainly or whatever. Not, certainly just different challenges. Like it's not, mm-hmm. there's, it's just which challenges you prefer. They're yes. just totally different. Having done like kind of both things, yeah. it's really just fitting you. There, It's not the um, be-all, end-all magical potion. It comes with a lot of like complex challenges being self-employed. I just, I prefer, they're better for me. Yeah, they fit your life but better. But they're not just better. Like no, they're not better yeah. across the board. They're yeah. just, just knowing your own self, like which, what feels better for me. At, and maybe that's also a, at this time of life or Yeah, I think ratio. I need to be a little bit more okay with the fact that like, oh, my goals can change. Yeah. Because. What matters to me at this moment. At this moment is isn't this. the same. Yeah, yeah, isn't the same as it was five years ago, you know, like I'm in a completely different stage of my life and yeah it's just so interesting how the idea of quitting like do we think we're quitting something or do we think that other people are thinking that we quit Mm -hmm. something and that's where the issue is like my worries about this were all very egotistical but None of them actually had to do what I was thinking. You know what I mean? It was what I thought other people were thinking, mm-hmm. which is just not great. <laughs> human. It's human, fine. very human, yeah. but it sucks that we can feel that way, mm-hmm. I think. I think it's like letting our identity be flexible enough. Like letting, like that was one of my biggest takeaways in the, in switching from teaching to figuring out what I wanted to do for like as a self-employed person it was like, am I willing to change my mind? Am I willing to change my own ideas and beliefs about myself? Am, am I even willing to be wrong about things I was sure about? And at this point, like it, it through all of that and th- like so many things happened where I was like, I don't know much at all. Like there were so many experiences where I thought, I think it's going to go this way. and it's a- And then it actually ended up going another way. My big takeaway from all of it is when people say, like, where do you think you'll, you know, are you going to stay on PEI? Are you going to move? Or are you going to do this career forever? What form will it take? Or do you think you'd ever go back to this? Or that? It's like, I'm like, you and I will find out together. Because I have, <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned, I surprise myself a lot. <laughs> and I am not good at predicting it. So it's better to, ju- I just don't even think that I need to, I have no attachment to, like, my identity feels really good in what I'm doing, but I don't feel attached to it having to stay this way. Like that's, that has stretched, I guess, like that ability to see myself as a movable, whatever leap I make, I can move again from that point. So, so often the leap itself is hard because we forget that once we land there, we can also just move if we don't like it. Like you, there's something about leaping that gives you a little bit more um, comfort with more leaping. Yeah. <laughs> and that in, in before, when you think about it, it feels scarier because it's like leaping's hard. So if I leap and then I'm stuck there and then I'm going to have to build up all this to, strength to be able to leap again, and that seems tricky. But you st- I think it, the reverse happened. It started to be like, oh, yeah, or pivoting or mm-hmm. sidestepping or whatever it is, it stops feeling as it's like the resistance to move minimizes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, for me, so much, like, that's the thing. A lot of my identity was tied to my business. So it is interesting 
to think how that will change. That was true for me with teaching achievement stuff. Like it was like, what will people, if I'm not doing this or I'm creating something that just feels right from my inside out, like I'm just, yeah. it's just coming out from my insides and people aren't going to understand it. And it's hard for me. I've always been conventionally well understood, but it's like, <laughs> I was no no longer doing that. And it's like, okay, the perception may be that like Greg is bankrolling me or that there's that like the, I may have to let go that I, I for so had instincts early on of being like, I would love, I would love to define this for everybody. I mm-hmm. want to like front load. So everyone clearly understands just how <laughs> well I'm doing this and that like it's, it's flourishing, but yeah. like not. It was like this weird desire to be like, I want you to understand in the same way that my old statements gave you a clear understanding of me or my perception of it was that it was giving you a certain understanding I wanted you to have of me. And I had to let that go and just be like, they're going to have whatever, you know, perception, which was already true in truth, but, you know, we never really control yeah. people's perceptions. It just felt more safe or something. Whereas yeah. now I'm like, there's a lot of room for ambiguity. And you could understand. You could take this however you want to take it, and I, and I don't know what you're gonna make of it. And I just have to be okay with that. And the more that it, I started living into this like failure or quitting or whatever it was of leaving teaching, and it starting to just feel really good as a life instead of being so focused on looking good as a life. Mm-hmm. It, I, the need for that also isn't. It has reduced. Yeah. Yeah. Quitting can be a really brave choice. It's not mm-hmm. it's not the yes, you know, you don't is. always think about quitting as as like a brave thing. You think sometimes you can, you know, tie yeah. that to like, well, they gave up. But actually it's probably a really brave decision that they're quitting yeah. whatever to to change. And yeah, change even, is even roles, like letting go of a role we've traditionally played in a relationship or being being seen in a different way, like trying making any of those changes, it's like quitting at something in order to make a change does often require a lot of courage because when we change how we act in relation to other people, they can create, like they don't always receive that well. That can feel really like uncomfortable or even unsafe to the people around us. And they may give us pushback or just not know what to do with us trying to quit playing an old part because we're trying to step into a new part. A new one. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling? Good. I feel pretty good. You did a great job sharing about that. <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one. And it, it it's it's one I feel like I would have felt more comfortable talking about two days ago because I didn't have that comment niggling in the back of my, mm. you know. It's just like it really got under my. Just the one. Just, the, well, an, it, you know. Okay. There's like variations of that exact same mm-hmm. statement or it's it's funny cuz I feel like I can easily tell someone why I made this decision and mm-hmm. feel really comfortable in in saying it. But when I know that there are conversations about why I did it without me present, mm-hmm. that's that's where I get at very this, uncomfortable yeah, in that. To control. I felt that. Yeah, too. I want to control that because they don't. They probably don't understand where. What I'm would you have from. said to me if I was talking to you when I was leaving teaching? I said, "There's definitely people talking about I'm having some sort of nervous breakdown. <laughs> they just can't hack it, or are, um, I don't know, whatever the other worst case scenario things are that they may be saying of like, oh, she just, I guess she just isn't 
Some people are cut out to be teachers. Some yeah. people are. <laughs> oh, well, 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 must be. Yeah, like, what would, what would you have said? Yeah, well, to, well, to you, like, to a friend, mm-hmm. I would, yeah, of course, I'd be supportive and tell you that, yeah, that, that might be happening, but it really isn't your business. To, to listen mm-hmm. and see like I know the things they're in yeah. here they're in here <laughs> just do you believe that you though feel would them. it be my because that that was probably I believe it for you that's the problem mm-hmm. I do wholeheartedly believe those things when I say them to my friends so is there a turn around and say it to that myself they might be right and is there more freedom for in sure. just letting letting it why don't we just take in the, all right so I was not cut out for teaching I, yeah I can teach I probably could have done that but there's a lot about it that's like counter to my natural like desires and rhythms and yeah. just like what's best. Like I don't really like having a boss. I do work better alone. Yeah. I'm not super great with authority if I don't understand <laughs> it. Um, Like I don't like being confined by uh, like timelines of stuff that I didn't choose. I don't like inefficiencies. Um, I find some of it kind of boring. Like yeah. I don't, I, it's like a lot of energy and I'm not really good at managing my, I need to, I like spend all my energy really quickly. I'm not, I'm not good at like, pacing it out mm. so a lot about it that like they wouldn't have been wrong to say guess she just wasn't cut out for teaching uh wasn't the best fit for her. and um yeah like ooh, bit of a quarter life crisis and it's like yeah actually it was it was a dark night of the soul <laughs> you're not you're right and, yeah. I, and now but at the time that would have been so upsetting to yeah. me because it's like too tender is too close yeah. to it where now I'm just like it was that's true and it was also true that it was like created the most the deepest sense of like ease in my heart it removed all dread from my life it yeah. made me feel very much like deep like just right everything just started to feel much more right yeah um so they can both be you know they, yeah they it, can both be true what's so the worst time. thing they could be thinking what's your worst fear hmm that's a good question. I think just that that I like gave up, or that yeah that Which I means, couldn't do it. Okay, so she like I could, you know, because I'm not gonna like open my books and show people my financials. You know what I mean? And and sometimes I kind of wish I could do that. <laughs> Be like, yeah, the wanting it's to fine. Prove. It's all good. The wanting to prove is, but maybe there's truth. There. You could you. It's not that there's maybe you couldn't do it in the sense that. Like in what way is that sentence true, right? I yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do it because my body has started to like run down. I'm I run couldn't down. do it because <laughs> to do it to the level that I do everything, yeah, required me to make sacrifices. I'm no longer willing. I'm to no make. longer willing so to make. Them. You're right. I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the same. Like you could. Yeah. But you're. That's the thing. Like I can do but it. That's all. where you're struggling. Yeah. You're that's like, where. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I'm. But and no. like I know I can. But it's at a detriment to myself. So I would hope that my friends would want me to do something that was going to not be a detriment to myself yeah, and be do. proud of that. Um, yeah. But it is hard to—it's hard to have faith that someone is going to think that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, because if your identity for a long time has been tied into I can do it all I can do more than other people yes and now you're averaging out you're being an old average Nelly and you're like I you know what I've always been doing 
way more than than most people and that I felt a lot of pride and protection and a little bit of yeah. superiority around that. Now all of a sudden I'm just down with the normal. Yeah. <laughs> just just yeah. hanging out and saying I still want to feel like exceptional. I know you, you do. Know? And that's I think that's weird. That's like why that comment is can hurt us cuz it feels like they're saying like it only hurts because your identity didn't believe it before. Yeah. So now it's like they're telling you you're something you haven't identified as. Yeah. And so it hurts because that's the source of pain. Yeah. But to your whole point of how do you make the changes instead of just reading the books actually fundamentally shift yeah. this stuff. You have to it's sit almost in it. like allowing the <laughs> yeah. averageness, allowing yeah. yourself to be like, I guess I do have a limit. Yeah. And it's not that it's like it wasn't. It didn't have to be a literal limit. Yeah. Like you. You know how to make yourself robotically do what needs to be done to maintain the superiority, but you no longer yeah. want to. Yeah, I don't really want Eli to grow up thinking that, you know, that's something to strive for. Or that, like, his mom is just, like, running around st- stressy all day long. Mm-hmm. That's not—I don't—you know, that's not something I really want him to see, so I'm not sure why I think other people should see it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure why it's important that other people see that I am do you busy, 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 but I don't want will, Eli to see that. Or do you trust that the world will value you if they don't—if they're no. allowed to see you as regular? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I'm not sure where that has tied because my parents aren't like that. Neither— Neither one season of my parents two, are like perfectionism. That. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we, <laughs> we'll get yeah, into it. Seriously, season two, we will. Yeah, cover that's been that. the story of my entire past fifteen years. Yes. It's been trying to heal the specific, that specific thing you're talking yeah. about. Of like, is like, I think we've touched on it before. It's like admiration, seeking the admiration, but actually craving the love, and yeah. doing all the things for the admiration, then getting a bit hooked on that because it does feel good and all the thing. And but meanwhile not recognizing how much love already exists and it was not contingent on the admiration whatsoever, but it's yeah. hard for us to let go of the things that so made us hard. be admired because we don't trust that the love would be there anyway. Yeah. But the healing journey you're on <laughs> has someone who just like is still on it, but did some of that, those initial steps. Like the, the thing that's the coolest is when you drop some of the stuff that's scary to drop and the people who love you already st- like still love you and they're kind yeah. of, it's indifferent. They're, they made no change to yeah. how they felt. And you almost, you can't believe it until you f- you have to experience that one and start to have it be like a known body truth. Yeah. Which you're entering. I'm entering. I'm excited. I mean, it certainly makes no difference to Eli. And yeah. also, P.S., yeah. it never takes away the fact that you did what you did. Like that gets yeah, to come with to you. Yeah, I have to be very comfortable. going. Yeah, I have to be I comfortable like that. with that. I was a president in grade nine student council, and I remember that day being like, no one will ever take this away from me. <laughs> That's the most used statement I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I know. I should be more embarrassed, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's you shouldn't. You totally <laughs> shouldn't. <laughs> like it's take it. It's funny but, and that's the thing. Like things. as a friend, I would be like, absolutely. These are your accomplishments. You know what I mean? Like take them along with you. I would say that to any of my friends doing any of the things. Like. I get excited if, you know, my you friend's do. like, You're oh, my gosh, dude. I, like, actually got on my laundry done today. I'm like, look at you go. Like, this yeah. is amazing. Woohoo! Let's celebrate. But for myself, but like, I'm just, I, you yeah. know, to talk to yourself Have that you way. Have self-compassion so... yet? Do we do? No, yeah. but I need to. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a good one. Yeah. She talks about that, like, the why, why it is we have standards that are different for ourselves versus other people. And 
Yeah. And, and, and is that, you know, in some places it's inferiority and in other ways it's a superiority of like, I, I it's okay for you to have those standards, but not for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's my problem. That's where I feel it's like a, there, it, yeah. there's a reason it's a there's a book. Thing. It's yeah. like, we, it's a thing. Yeah. 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 I do think that quitting is going to be the start. The start of, of something, something really beautiful. beautiful and it's probably the quitting is going to end up being the best thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. It was for me. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'll say some, some other great things in there too. Yeah. Children. Yes. <laughs> Husband. Yeah. yeah. Those, <laughs> some other great choices. Yeah, some but other great choices. But <laughs> quitting can be a, a really beautiful act of self-compassion. Yeah. And that's where I'm. And self-trust. I think it's yeah. self-trust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note. On that note. Hope, hope you're being you all enjoy. compassionate to yourself. Yes. Yeah. We would love to hear your thoughts on this and on what you're thinking and feeling as you receive this. Talk to us. Yeah. And thanks We're here. for listening. Bye.